To begin our lesson this morning, I'm going to, the lesson will be from Luke chapter 1, but I want us to turn back and I want to read some verses from the fourth chapter of the book of Ruth. Ruth chapter 4, we begin reading in verse 9. And Boaz said unto the elders and unto all the people, Ye are witnesses this day that I have bought all that was Elimelech's, and all that was Chilion's and Malion's of the hand of Naomi. Moreover, Ruth the Moabitess, the wife of Malion, have I purchased to be my wife, to raise up the name of the dead upon his inheritance, that the name of the dead be not cut off from his brethren and from the gate of his place. And you are witnesses this day. They were all witnesses to that transaction when he was going to purchase Ruth to be his wife. And all the elders that were in the gate, I mean all the people that were in the gate and the elders said, We are witnesses. The Lord make the woman that is coming to thine house like Rachel and Leah, which too did build the house of Israel. And do thou worthily in Ephrata, and be famous in Bethlehem. And let thy house be like the house of Pharez, whom Tamar bare unto Judah of the seed which is the Lord, which of the seed which the Lord shall give thee of this young woman. So Ruth, so Boaz took Ruth, and she was his wife, and he went in unto her, and the Lord gave her conception, and she bare a son. And the women said unto Naomi, Blessed be the Lord, which hath not left thee this day without a kinsman, that his name may be famous in Israel. And he shall be unto thee a restorer of thy life, and a nourisher of thine old age. For thy daughter-in-law, which loveth thee, which is better to thee than seven sons, hath borne him. And Naomi took the child and laid it in her bosom, and became nurse to it. And the woman her neighbors, and the women her neighbors, gave it a name, saying, There is a son born unto Naomi, and they called his name Obed. And he's the father of Jesse, and he's the father of David. Now in Luke chapter 1, seeing the fulfillment of God's promise, how that he chose Judah and Tamar, Boaz and Ruth, to bring in the Son of God into this world. And in verse 26 of Luke 1, and, the sixth, and in the sixth month, Talking about Elizabeth, the angel Gabriel was sent from God into a city of Galilee named Nazareth to virgin espouse to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. And the virgin's name was Mary. And the angel came in unto her and said, Hail, hail thou that art highly favored. The Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. You notice that does not say that she is, blessed art thou above women. Blessed art thou among women. All who the Lord has chose, they are blessed. We are blessed in Christ. And this woman, she was chosen, set apart, ordained by God from the house of David. Her and Joseph both were of the house and the lineage of David. 
In Matthew's account, he traces the lineage back from Abraham, and he traces it to Joseph. And in Luke's account, he goes all the way back to Adam, and he gives the lineage of Mary. Because our Lord is the one that will sit upon the throne of David. And when Mary, when she saw him, she was troubled at his saying. It didn't say she was troubled at him. She was, you can imagine the sight. We can't imagine what this angel looked like, what he appeared in. And said when she saw him, she was troubled at his saying what he said. And cast in her mind what manner of salutation this should be. And the angel said unto her, Fear not, Mary, for thou hast found favor with God. And every elect child of God has found favor. You imagine having favor with God. And behold, thou shalt conceive in thy womb, and bring forth a son, and call his name Jesus. He shall be great, and shall be called the Son of the Highest. And the Lord shall give unto him the throne of of his father, David. That's what he promised David. He said, I'll raise up one to sit upon your throne. And that was speaking of Christ. And he shall reign over the house of Jacob forever. In his kingdom there shall be no end. Then said Mary unto the angel, How in the world can this be? Seeing I know not a man. I've never been with a man. And the angel answered and said unto her, This is how this will happen. The Holy Ghost shall come upon thee. We can't even describe the mystery of the birth of a human being. He says we are fearfully and wonderfully made. How this happened that Mary became conceived of the Holy Spirit is such a mystery. We just have to stand in wonder not trying to explain it. The Holy Ghost shall come upon thee, and the power of the high shall overshadow thee. Therefore also that holy thing which shall be born of thee shall be called the Son of God. So he said, how shall I know this? He gives, he tells her how. The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and you will be conceived of the Holy Spirit. And also behold thy cousin Elizabeth. She hath also conceived in her a son in her old age, and this is the sixth month with her who was called barren. She probably didn't know, because she lived a pretty good distance away from Elizabeth. She didn't even know that Elizabeth was with child. She's been with child six months. And said God said she was barren, and she couldn't have children. The angel did. And he said, she's conceived. She's conceived. And we looked at this a couple of weeks for with God, nothing shall be impossible. With man, it's impossible. With man, that it is impossible for Elizabeth to conceive. Much less, it is totally impossible for a human being to be conceived of the Holy Spirit apart from the grace of God. There's nothing, there's nothing impossible with God. Nothing. And Mary said, verse 8, and Mary said, Behold the handmaid of the Lord, be it unto me according to thy word. She believed him. She believed what he said. She sees no evidence of it. She's not seen Elizabeth. She's not conceived yet, and she believed it. Now that's faith. 
Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. She didn't have to see it to believe it. She believed him. She believed him. And Mary arose in those days and went to the hill country with haste into the city into a city of Judah. If you look that up, the city of Judah, most people said was it was in Hebron, which would have been that's where Abraham and Rebecca, I mean Sarah are buried, Jacob and Rebecca, I mean Isaac and Rebecca, and Jacob and his wife. I mean Jacob and Leah, that's where they were buried. That was the city of the priest, because Elizabeth was a daughter of Aaron, the priest. So she goes from Galilee to where Elizabeth's at, which is a pretty good ways. But she said she made haste. I've got to go see Elizabeth. I've got to go see what I've just heard. I've, I've, got, to, I've got to go talk to her. Something amazing has happened to her, and I want to talk to her. And she went with haste into the city of Judah and entered into the house of Zacharias and saluted Elizabeth. Now watch this, and it came to pass when Elizabeth heard the salutation of Mary, the babe, John the Baptist, leaped in her womb, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Ghost. We know that the angel, when he spoke to Zacharias, John's father, he said that that child would be filled with the Holy Spirit from his mother's womb. He said, that's impossible. That which is impossible with men is possible to God. It's kind of ironic as I was thinking about the, the lesson. Most of you know that my youngest daughter, Caitlin, is expecting. She was, they first said it would be in February, but she, her blood pressure is running a little bit high, and they're thinking it will probably be the 37th week, which will probably be the last of January. But she went and had a, it's like an ultrasound. It's a 3D, y'all, that have saw them. You go and... It ain't just an ultrasound. You can see the little baby's face. You can see it winking. You can see it sucking on its fingers. And, you know, that's just, um, it's amazing to be able to, to see that. And to think that that baby, six months old in her womb, leaped for joy. Just at the sound, it said, when, when the sound of my Lord's mother Entered into my ears, that babe leaped into her in her womb. And as we, I watched it yesterday, which was neat, uh, live streamed it. And she says, speak to the child. It's a little girl. said, speak to her. said, she's familiar with voices. John heard. You know, you ladies, if you know, as the closer you get, them little babies begin to move and they kick around. You can imagine what she felt. It was probably like when, when well, I think it was Rebecca was con- had conceived with Jacob and Esau. Now they were fighting. She knew something was wrong, but the babe, something amazing has happened. John the Baptist. There's not a greater than that's been born than John the Baptist. He's the last of the Old Testament prophets. God has not spoken four hundred years. 400 years God's been silent till he sent the angels to proclaim this is what's going to happen. John is the forerunner of our Lord, which will be only six months older than he is. But said the babe leaped in her womb. And Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. 
And she spake out with a loud voice and said, Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb. Mary's not even spoke to her. It's just I could somebody could have said, you know, maybe if they had a servant or whatever, and said, uh, Elizabeth, Mary, your cousin's here. And when she heard that, the babe leaped in her womb. It's not that she had saw her. She had not said anything to her. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, and whence is this to me, that the mother of my Lord should come to me? For lo, as soon as the voice of thy salutation sounded in mine ear, the babe leaped in my womb for joy. And blessed is she that believed. Do you see that? She's speaking of Mary. Blessed is she that believed. And blessed is anyone that believes. She believed. Do we believe? Some old guy on the radio this morning, he comes on after us, and they got it all messed up. And he was talking this morning, and it just... It was just awful. He was talking about how easy it is to be saved. It's just so, so simple. Well, here it is. God commands you to believe. Now you believe. You tell me how hard that is. It's impossible apart from the grace of God. You can't believe. We're making it. The Son of God had to die. That wasn't no simple thing. He had to suffer and fulfill the law. He had to be born. That ain't no, this is no simple thing. This is an amazing thing. Why men would say things like that, they, they just don't know the Lord. they just in darkness, blind. But blessed is she that believed for their, now watch this, and here's Elizabeth's faith, for there shall be a performance of those things which were told her from the Lord. And she don't even know what the Lord's told her. You know what she basically said? What God told you is coming to pass. There will be a performance and every child of God that's saved and regenerated by God's grace is saved on purpose because God purposed it before the world was ever made, and it will be accomplished. He will perform it. He performs his work of grace. Verse 46, and Mary said, this is Mary's song, and Mary said, My soul doth magnify the Lord. And my spirit hath rejoiced in God, my Savior. For he hath regarded the lowest state of his handmaiden. For behold, from henceforth all generations shall call me blessed. For he that is mighty hath done to me great things, and holy is his name. His mercy is on them that fear him from generation to generation. He has showed strength with his arm and hath scattered the proud in the imagination of their heart. He hath put down the mighty from their seats and exalted them a low degree. He hath filled the hungry with good things, and the rich hath he sent empty away. He hath opened his servant Israel in remembrance of his mercy, as he spake to our father Abraham and to his seed forever. And Mary abode with her about three months and returned to her house. What a song. This woman knew someone. It's not that she knew something. She knew. 
she knew someone. She was a woman of great faith. I mean, great faith. She believed God. In spite, as I've said, of any physical evidence, she, she believed God. Like I said, it, apart from grace, you can't believe. We, we want to see something. We want to touch something. And she believed. She believed that God had chose her and set her apart to be the woman's that he would come through as the woman's seed without the aid of a man. She's going to experience something that's never happened before and will never, ever happen again. And she believed God. The angel said, The Holy Ghost shall come upon thee, and the power of the high shall overshine thee. Therefore that holy thing which shall be born of thee shall be called the Son of God. Faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God, the angel of God told her. The angel of God told her. She knew, she must have knew a lot of the Old Testament. She makes reference to Hannah, who was barren, and God blessed her and gave her a son named Samuel. You know how that... The Lord probably brought that back to her memory. You said, you, you remember Hannah? She was buried. When Mary needed it most, God brought the scriptures back to her mind. Now you just, if we could imagine, imagine what she thought. How in the world can this be? How in the world could this ever come to pass? You know, we've read all through the Old Testament, and it's been told us that, that Christ would come of a virgin. She knew it in Isaiah. She knew that he said that, and she knew how, like Boaz and Ruth and, and then Jesse and then David and Solomon and on and on and on, down through those genealogies. Why did God preserve those genealogies? Why? For this reason right here. They never... They questioned a lot of things about our Lord, but they could never question his right to the throne of David. They couldn't. God recorded it. God preserved it to bring his son into the world. God still, this is how God still works today. He brings things back to our memory. This is going to happen, and it did. How can this be? How can this be? You imagine her sitting down with Elizabeth. Elizabeth, how in the world did you get pregnant? You're you're an old woman. You that just but she was barren for years. It's a miracle. If somebody was to ask you how how were you saved, it's a miracle. I can't explain it. I can't explain it. There's no use me trying to explain it. It's just this simple. It's a miracle. It's a miracle. Mary singing this song. Consider the difficulties un under which this hymn was composed and sung. She sung by faith. She didn't wait till after the child was born. 
and then sung. She sung before he was born. Boy, we can learn something from that. She sings because God has promised mercy. Mercy. It is a song, what she sings is a song of praise to God, arising from a heart of faith, of humility, of gratitude, and love. Her heart just overflows. When it talks about in Ephesians being filled with the Spirit, speaking to yourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart unto the Lord. And she so filled her heart just burst open. And she glorified him. She ain't glorifying Mary. She, she didn't say, I'm going to be worshipped one day. She, she's a sinner. She said, I rejoice in God, what? My Savior. And no way he could be a Savior if he's God. I rejoice in God, my Savior. Why anybody? Say that she, when it talks about, you've heard people say, talk about the Immaculate Conception. You know, most people, we think that that's talking about, you know, Mary conceiving, being a virgin. Oh, no, that ain't what they talk about it. They saying that Mary, when she was born, she was born sinless. But that's the Immaculate Conception. She's a sinner. She's a daughter of Aaron, and she's a daughter of Adam. She's wicked, vile. How can God dwell in a sinner by grace? God with us. And God chose her. She's a nothing and a nobody. I read from several <clears throat> writers, and they said she... You know, they only speculate that, you know, she probably, she could have been like the black sheep of the family. She could have had something where everybody criticized her and ostracized her, never had anything to do with it. You know, she was just probably maybe a lonely lady, lonely handmaid. God chose her. Why? Because God chooses the foolish things of the world to confound the wise that no flesh glory in his sight. She's not a princess sitting on the throne. Now, she's a princess. She's of the house and lineage of David. The house had grown to this level, yeah. It's a root out of dry ground. It's like you cut a tree down and all that's left is the stump and a little root springs up. That's him. He's the root out of dry ground. When he comes, there's no form of comeliness that we would desire him. And this woman, God chose her. God chose her. She said, my soul doesn't magnify the Lord. This is a heart work. The word magnify here means to enlarge and make room for. Someone said, Mary's flung open the gates of her soul for the king of glory to come in. My soul, my soul doth magnify the Lord. And the word magnify also means danced. Who was it that danced before the Lord? 
was it that danced before the Ark of the Covenant? It was a man named David. 2 Samuel 6, 14, And David danced before the Lord with all his might. And Michael made fun out of him. Mocked him. He said, he said, you think that's something? I'll be more vile. It was vile in her eyes. She did Because she did not understand. Now, this has just happened <clears throat> after God killed Uriah for putting his hand up to the ark. When they didn't do it after the due order, but now that they're bringing it back, bringing it to the place, the tent, the tent that David had erected for the ark. Oh, yeah. You know who that is in Mary's womb? It's the ark. God's grace and mercy. That's the mercy seat. And she magnified the Lord. You know, we think of dancing. Our, because of our old fallen nature, our conception of dancing is, is something dirty or something. It's like when John the Baptist got his head cut off because he told this man, this king, you can't have your brother's wife. And her daughter danced before the king and pleased him. And the king said, whatever you want, I'll give you. She said, I want the head of John the Baptist. And we can imagine what kind of dance that was. This woman, church, her heart just dances. You imagine that, your heart just dancing. Just so, you know, it's like yesterday, watching that little baby, that's my granddaughter. My heart just danced. I was in the room when all three of my daughters were born, and I can tell you when they were born. Yeah, I danced. She danced. My soul doth magnify the Lord. She's overcome with praise, as David said, my cup runneth over. Then she said, my spirit hath rejoiced in God my Savior. The one to be born is God. You think about that. To be God, I mean to be a Savior, he had to be God. God humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. Murray was taught that she was a sinner and in need of mercy and could only come through a Savior. The one she was carrying was not only her son, he was her savior. When she stood there before that cross that day as a widow woman, that's not only her son, that's her savior. And you know what he said? He said, woman, behold thy son. He's talking to John, and he said, John, behold thy mother. Can you imagine how she felt? Such sadness and also such joy. Such joy. She was told to call his name Jesus. Why? For he shall save his people from their sins. Not that he may, but he shall 
save his people. He is Emmanuel, God with us. And then she said, verse 48, he hath regarded the low estate of his handmaiden. What, what is man that God would be mindful of him? What is man that God would even give him a second thought? What, what is man that thou art mindful of him? And the son of man that he would visit him. He didn't visit us in wrath. He could have, but he didn't. He didn't come to condemn the world. He came to save the world. God visits. He, visit, he is visiting them in grace. They've not heard God speak in 400 years. And God's getting ready to speak. Getting ready to speak. The word became flesh and dwelt among us. And we beheld his glory. All who are realize the favor and the free grace of God that we receive, we are filled with thanksgiving to God. It's spontaneous. It's not something worked up. It's not something forced. Our hearts rejoice. Enter, as we've said, enter into his gates with thanksgiving and to his courts with praise. Does she have something to be happy about? Oh, sure she does. And her heart just leaps with joy. He hath regarded the lowest state, just an old handmaid. Why would he regard you? Why would he, why would he give you a second thought? <laughs> Mary speaks of her lowest state. This was the temporal poverty of her father's how she imagined this is the throne. This is David's great great granddaughter, and look at it, poor, not only physically poor but spiritually poor. Israel's without a king. The Romans rule over them for the first time in their history. Brought to nothing, they only can do what the Romans allow them to do. Outwardly, she has nothing. But she was content. Content, yep. Of his fullness have all we received. This also, as I've mentioned, is a Reference to the spiritual state of all men by nature. This is what God our Savior does for all unworthy sinners. He takes unworthy, poor, bankrupt sinners and blesses them with everything and giving them his darling son. When you have the son, you have it all. And you don't want anything or anyone else. <clears throat> Mary is a poor, humble, young virgin. And she is exalted to a place of being blessed. You think about, you think about Ruth. 
a poor beggar going out to glean in a man's field and just so happens to wind up on Boaz's field who owns the field, who's a great man in Bethlehem. And he takes this poor widow, bankrupt sinner, he said, I'm going to marry her and she's going to be my wife. And now we read about Ruth because she was exalted and blessed as Mary was. All God's elect. Now listen to me. All God's elect are highly favored. Most people may not think you're much. And apart from grace, you ain't much. You're nothing. Somebody said, you know what we are? We're a zero with the edges knocked off. If I could draw on a chalkboard and I'd make a big old zero, and you'd go, that, that, that's, that's nothing. No, I'm going to race it off, and now it's less than nothing. That's us. He took us that was less than nothing and made us sent among kings and princesses. Verse 49, he that is mighty hath done to me great things, and holy is his name. Like I said, she's singing about things. Now watch this. He that is mighty hath done to me great things. She's speaking as if something has already happened. That it's already accomplished. That's faith. And that's how she sings. No doubt here. Faith. <clears throat> Excuse me. His name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. For he that is mighty had done to me great things. These are truly great things. These are great things we're talking about. There's nothing else worth talking about. These are really great things. When my daughter said she was pregnant, that was great news. <laughs> when we hear that Jesus Christ come to save sinners, that's great news. He hath done to me great things. What do you mean? He forgave you your sin. He put you on a perfect righteousness, made you accepted in the beloved, and blessed you above all the people of this world. Blessed. The world says, you ain't blessed. They looked at Mary and said, you don't have anything. If you only knew. <laughs> if you only knew. She praises him for his holiness. In verse 50, she rejoices for God's mercy. His mercy is on them that fear him from generation to generation. She was a vessel of mercy, tender mercies, covenant mercies. It talks about the sure mercies of David from one generation to another. You think that even in this generation that we live in, God still shows mercy from one generation to another. How? Because Jesus Christ came, gave his life, a ransom for many, and whereby God can show you mercy. You know what we all need this morning? Mercy. Mercy. 
His mercy is from generation to generation. Verse 51, he has showed strength with his arm. He has scattered the proud in the imagination of their hearts. He's a mighty Savior. He show, you know how he shows his strength? By saving his people. Can God do that? Surely he can. Can he come into the world like he did? Surely he can. Surely he did. And it takes the grace of God and the strength of God to save a sinner. It ain't just some simple thing. You just believe. You just repeat after me and you'll be saved. No, you do that and you'll go to hell. This is serious. It takes the mighty arm of God to reach down where you're at and pull you out from the dunghill of sin. The same arm which shows saving strength to his people that brought Egypt, Israel out of Egypt, that same arm destroyed Pharaoh's army in the Red Sea. The same arm. The same arm that held that water back. When he removed his arm, he let the strength of that sea swallow them up. Who is this that cometh up from Eden with dyed garments from Basra? That is glorious in his apparel, dwelling in the, traveling in the greatness of his strength, I that speak in righteousness, mighty to save. Then verses 52 and 53. He puts down the mighty from their seats. Remember, we'll see maybe next Sunday. <clears throat> when the wise men came to Herod, he thought he was something, didn't he? He thought he was king of the Jews till somebody came looking for the king. <laughs> he found out he wasn't king. He's going to put the mighty, the proud down. Brown. He will. And he does. <clears throat> Let me read to you what Hannah prayed. <clears throat> First Samuel 2, 1, and Hannah prayed and said, My heart rejoices in the Lord. Mine horn is exalted in the Lord my Mouth is enlarged over mine enemies, because I rejoice in thy salvation. There is none holy as the Lord. There is none beside thee, thee neither is any rock like our God. Talk no more exceedingly proudly. Let not arrogancy come out of your mouth, for the Lord is a God of knowledge, and by him actions are weighed. The bowels of the mighty men are broken, and they that stumbled are girded with strength. They that were full have hired themselves out for bread, and they that were hungry ceased. So that the barren hath borne seven, and she that hath many children is waxed feeble. The Lord killeth, maketh alive. He bringeth down to the grave, and he bringeth up. He maketh poor, and maketh rich. He bringeth low, lifteth up. He raises up the poor out of the dust, and lifteth up the beggar from the dunghill to set them among princesses to make me to make them inherit inherit the throne of glory. For the pillars of the earth are the Lord's, and he has set the world upon them. He shall keep the feet of his saints, and the wicked shall be silent in darkness, for by strength shall no man prevail. The adversaries of the Lord shall be broken to pieces, out of heaven shall he thunder upon them. The Lord shall judge the ends of the earth, and he shall give strength unto his king and exalt the horn of his anointing. She's making reference to our Lord. Verse 53, he filled the hungry, 
with good things. Are you hungry? A man can be poor and he still might can find him something to eat. He maybe can find him a, a kitchen somewhere where he can get something to eat. But you take a man that's hungry and there's nothing that can satisfy him. He said he filled the hungry with good with what? Good things. What did he do with the rich? They really came empty. They didn't realize they were coming empty. And you know how he sent them away? Empty. He's just like the Pharisee in the temple. I thank you, Lord, that I'm not like other men. That, that publican standing up front, he was hungry. He was hungry. And you know what? He sent that rich man, that proud, arrogant man. He sent him home empty. Empty. Verse 54. She gave him... Praise for his unfailing help. The word hoping means to place one's hands under someone that's fallen and lift them to his feet. Psalms 89.1, I will sing of the mercies of the Lord forever. With my mouth I will make known thy faithfulness to all generations. For the Lord thy God is a merciful God. He will not forsake thee. Neither destroy thee, nor forget the covenant of thy fathers which he swear unto thee. Mary gave praise to the Lord because of his faithfulness. The seed of the woman, the promise to Abraham. He said, now to Abraham and his seed, that's Christ, was the promise made. And she remained content. We know she stayed there for three months. So, and most believe that she was conceived of the Holy Spirit while she was there at Hebron. And she stayed with Elizabeth till Elizabeth's time. And you would have thought she would have stayed to, for her to have the child, but she didn't. But she stayed for three months. You know, that's kind of ironic. <clears throat> because you remember when Tamar was pregnant? You remember when they found it out? And it came to pass about three months after that Tamar had went in with Judah or Judah had went in with her. He thought she was a harlot. That it was told Judah saying that Tamar thy daughter hath played the harlot. Oh, in three months it's going gonna, it's gonna to show. If Christ dwells in a person, it's going to show. It will be seen. There's no question she's the child. Now what's she going to do? She's, she's a spouse to Joseph, but she's not married. But she's content. Because it doesn't matter what anybody else thinks. Because, you know, she couldn't explain to anybody. You're, you're what? You're, you're conceived to the Holy Spirit... You're crazier than I thought you was. <laughs> That's what she had to bear. The Lord blessed her, but she still suffered affliction in that. But she's content to just go, what she do? She goes back home. You imagine the thoughts that's going through her mind. Well, what's Joseph going to think? You would think that. How, can, how in the world can I explain it? 
trying to explain salvation. Explain, trying to explain God doing a work of grace in your heart. Explain how God, you can't explain how you just believe. I can't explain it. I'm just glad I do. I hope that's a help. We'll try to, the next lesson, second message, we'll try to look there at Joseph. Amen.